Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm Ellie Nieves, and I'm a woman's leadership speaker and coach. Welcome to the Christian Career Women podcast. If you're a Christian woman who wants to honor God, live with purpose, be known for excellence and integrity, and achieve work-life balance, then this podcast is for you. At Christian Career Women, our goal is to help you aspire, achieve, and thrive in your faith, life, and work. To learn more and to join our free online community, go to ChristianCareerWomen.com. Enjoy the podcast. Hello, everyone. I am Ellie Nieves from the Christian Career Women Network, and thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, as Christian Career Women, our goal is to help women of faith to aspire, achieve, and thrive in their careers and personal lives. And we would love to welcome you to our free online community, where you'll find sisterhood and encouragement to help you be your best in your faith, your life, and in your work. And today we're talking about winning at work and at home. Uh, really in the reverse order, winning at home first and then at work. And we're going to dig into six biblical principles to help us guide ourselves in that direction. And these six biblical principles happen to be the guiding principles for the Christian Career Women Network. And joining me today are two rock stars from the Christian Career Women Network, Jennifer Ametti and Crystal Goodwin-Lopez. And I'm going to ask our sisters to uh, introduce themselves, and then we'll kick off with our Bible study. Crystal, will you do us the honors? So my name is Crystal. I am a mom of two boys. One is a type 1 diabetic. Um, I am also a marketing and branding creator. I work with several different people from a med spa to a fashion designer, um, my husband's mold company, and a dentist. Um I'm also, I also write Google reviews and on the side, I do a lot of Bible studies with a lot of different women. <laughs> um, that's basically me. I am married 14, almost 14 years with my husband. Um, life is interesting. That's Thank you, Crystal. <laughs> and you're from New York, correct? Yes. I'm from New York. Yeah. <laughs> now, Jennifer would love to hear about you. Hi, I'm Jennifer Emedi. Um, I'm a, a wife, a mom, a minister, an author, and a businesswoman, basically. Mm -hmm. And where, where, where in the planet are you? Oh, I'm, I'm currently situated in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, the beautiful green, very hot Lexington, Kentucky. And um, yeah, so we're in this corner. Um, I'm here with my, my husband, um, George Emedi, and my 10-year-old daughter. She's 10 going on 21. Um, she, she finished school today. So that's basically mm -hmm. my package. Fabulous, fabulous. <laughs> and I'm Ellie Nieves. I am a women's leadership speaker and coach by night. And by day, I am a lawyer in, in regulatory and legislative affairs. 
And my passion is to help women to succeed in faith, in life and work. And here we are. I'm excited about our Bible study today. I'm going to share my screen so that we can uh, view the scriptures together. Can you ladies see my screen? Yes. Fabulous. So as I mentioned today, we're talking about winning at home and at work. And we're going to review six guiding principles for Christian career women. So our first scripture for today and our first guiding principle is that we have faith in God. So clearly, as, as Christian career women, uh, faith in God is essential. And the guiding principle here comes from uh, the scripture in Colossians 3, 23, which says, whatever we do, we work at it with all of our hearts, as though we are working for the Lord and not for people. So Jennifer, mm. I would love to get your perspective on this scripture and what it means to you. All righty. So I think... Um... The question basically is how how do we how does approaching our re, um, responsibilities as if working for the Lord how does it impact how I manage my home and my work and um, that question I would um, answer with a question and that question would be really how do I work for the Lord um, I think that um, that's the that's the key reflection. How do I work for the Lord? How do I serve the Lord? And the answer basically to that is with all my heart, um, with all my heart, my all my energy, expecting nothing in return. Um, my service is uncondition, unconditional. I'm expecting only to serve. There's, there's nothing. So I, I, I serve the Lord with everything that I have, you know, my time, my energy, my resources, and um, half-heartedness is not an option in that part of the package. So, uh, so those are basically my reflection in whatever I do, I work with all my heart because that's the way I work for God. Um, for God, it's all or nothing. Um, full measures, no half measures. And so I approach all my responsibilities with that attitude in mind. I love that you said that half-heartedness is not an option mm -hmm. because so much uh, of our time gets taken up by life, right? Mm -hmm. Our responsibilities, uh, the, everything that we're juggling, whether it's our marriage, our kids, going to school, mm -hmm. work, whatever it is. And when we've got so much on our plate, especially uh, during these times when we're managing so much external pressures as well, it's mm -hmm. easy to not give our full selves to everything. But when it comes to the Lord, that's really how we need to think about our dedication to him. It really should not be half-hearted. It should be everything. And, and you know, I, I, I love how the Bible tells us that when we give the Lord everything, then everything else will also fall into place, right? If we just uh, seek the kingdom first and his righteousness, and then all these other things will be given unto us. Mm -hmm. I love that. So Crystal, how about, mm. how about you? How do you view your responsibilities in lieu of this scripture? Um, ultimately, I think trying to just live gracefully and give everybody a little bit of grace as we all are going through, um, through it, you know, you never know what anybody's going through. So when I um, work or deal with anybody, I have to remember that not everybody's um, 
able to have a clear head. Not everybody's able to have a straight focus. They have a lot of things going on and I have to be graceful. If somebody doesn't meet a deadline, I have to be graceful and I have to help out. Um, you know, that's what God says to do. We all have to, to work with others in any situation. We're all a village and we all are supposed to be Christians and, and live together. Mm-hmm. So, and I try to remember everything that God says and all my work, you know, um, I try to base what God would want me to do versus what society wants me to do or what society says to do. So I guess that's how just gracefully would be my, my answer. Yeah. And that's really the standard, right? How would we, how does God want us to present ourselves at work versus Mm. how society calls us to show up at work Mm, Uh, or, or, or in everything that we do. And and I, I love that you said that too, because it really does make you reflect, you know, especially because when we're at work, you never know what's going to come at you. It could mm-hmm. be, you know, a, a, their manager had a bad day, your client, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. woke up on the wrong side of the bed. And it's easy for us to react to situations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yet when we know that we're doing things to honor God, when we're working as if we're working for the Lord, as opposed to the person who snapped at us, lost their patience yeah. with us we come at the situation very differently, right? Yeah. Stop and reflect and say, you know, I have to hold myself to a different standard. And it, it's like that old phrase that they used to use years ago, which is what would Jesus do? Yes. Right? <laughs> Not what yes. Ellie would do, but yeah. what would Jesus do, Jesus. right? Because yeah. I could tell you what yeah. Ellie would do. <laughs> yeah because yeah. what yeah. crystal really wants to do and say is not what god really wants exactly so, mm-hmm. exactly yeah exactly. yeah absolutely exactly. so do you think that this and i think we have already alluded to this a little bit but you know for you personally do you think that this is a difficult um standard to apply to your life you know working as if we're working for the lord and not for mm. not for people in everything that we work at mm. Personally, I don't think so. I, I personally think that it's um, it's all a mindset issue. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it's a, it's all about the mindset. So if I have the mindset that I'm just working for a boss or I'm just working for a man, uh, that becomes difficult. That becomes stressful uh, because of the pressures, the expectations. It becomes very stressful. Stressful. But if I have the attitude that I'm working for God, whatever I'm doing, mm-hmm. I'm working for God in this thing, and then I have this winning attitude, and then my hard work also reflects my faith as well. So it's just really mm-hmm. all about, um, you know, putting on the mind of Christ. And having that attitude at all times, without that, it becomes difficult for me. Mm-hmm. You are quotable, Jennifer. So the other quote <laughs> you just said, <laughs> our hard work reflects our faith. And that really is mm-hmm. what it comes down to, right? It's like sometimes mm-hmm. we are the only Bible that someone yes. is going to interact with on a day to day. So I, mm-hmm. I tend to agree with that as well. It's like, you know what, like, I have to remember that I am a reflection. I am an ambassador. I am, you know, mm. a daughter of Christ. And am I behaving that way in the world when I, in whatever I do, when I put my heart into everything that I work on? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Great. So our second principle is that we manage our priorities. And um, the principle really breaks down to we seek God first in our homes and in mm-hmm. our careers, in that order. 
and we cite Proverbs 31.10. And when we go through Proverbs 31 in general, like, you know, just reading all of Proverbs 31.10 through the end of Proverbs uh, 31, we see there the story of what, of who we call the Proverbs 31 woman, who Mm -hmm. is this phenomenal woman who seems to be able to get up in the morning with a smile. She has uh, servant girls that she's able to delegate to. She takes care of her household. She uh, is a businesswoman who goes out into the marketplace and is able to negotiate. She is of noble character and her husband uh, speaks highly of her because she is well-respected in her community. She is basically a role model for us as Christian women. And I, I know when I first became a Christian, I started reading about the Proverbs 31 woman. I was very intimidated because I was like, how am I going to meet this standard? It's such a high standard. <laughs> but Christianity in itself requires that we hold ourselves to a higher standard. Uh, so, you know, I went from in the beginning of, of, of my, my Christian journey being intimidated by this woman to uh, here I am several years later almost 20 years later in my faith, being able to say, well, she's really a role model and I aspire to be like her in whatever way that I can. Mm -hmm. So when I think about myself in the marketplace and I think about what God calls me to do, um, when I look at the Proverbs 31 woman, it doesn't mean that I have to give up my career Mm -hmm. uh, to to, to be at home. And it doesn't mean that I have to be at home and not have a career. that it, it's, it, it's possible to do both as long as we do, I think what we just talked about in that first scripture, which is everything that we do, that mm. we put our heart into it, you know, as if we're working for the Lord and not for man and realizing that we're also, you know, glorifying God, um, both at home and in our work and just keeping those priorities in order. Mm. So how, how do you ladies, uh, and Crystal, I'll start with you. How do you typically rank your priorities? Um, I, every day I start with prayer every day. Um, and I just, my, my number one priority is asking God to, to guide me. Cause I'll mess up all day, every day if I don't. Um, but typically priority has always been God, my kids and husband and then work and mm-hmm. then just trying to follow whatever he, he guides me to. There's in my line of work, I get sidetracked a lot. Um, I get pulled with a lot of people that I find that I have to build up. Um, it's just the, the kind of work I do. So that means I got to set aside something that I'm supposed to be doing, supposed to be as far as work, but God's calling me to do something else. Um, and I could hear, I would say I could hear God pretty clearly most of the time. Um, it's definitely a gift of mine that I've been blessed with, but, um, you know, he, he, if he calls me to go do something, I I have to, that, that tops everything. Um, and I try to teach my kids the same thing. If you feel like God's calling you to do something else when you're supposed to be doing this and it's not an excuse to do, get out of something, then by all means Mm -hmm. then go do what, you know, God is calling you for. Um, even down to like my husband's business, it's all, it's always been the same, um, priority first is God and whatever God sends our way. Um, Mm. It's just, it's always been like that for us. I can honestly say as long as I've 
can remember. It's been like that. And as I grow every day, it's, it's still stronger and stronger like that. My, I, um, you know, I have a laundry list of, of daily things to do, but if I have to stop for something that God says to do, then it's, that's always my priority. Always. Amen. Amen. And that's mm-hmm. so true, right? Sometimes we, we wake up with an agenda. We've got our list. It's yeah. ranked in order. And then, mm-hmm. you know, at the flip of a switch, we need to just rethink how we do everything because sometimes it is mm-hmm. a call from God, right? And we need to just stop yeah. and say, my schedule needs to be put aside. You know, my plan needs to be put aside and I need to just hear what God is calling me to do right now. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So, um, so Jennifer, which, which verse in Proverbs uh, 31 <laughs> resonates most with you and why? Mm. Uh-huh. Well, can I first just um, admit that uh, Proverbs 31 woman, you know, I wish we could just remove her from the equation, you know, just <laughs> get her out of the Bible, get her out of the way. <laughs> You know, it's, it's so it's so difficult to live up to her standards, as mm-hmm. you said earlier on. Uh, but she's there, you know. And um, so, interestingly enough, um, uh, the Proverbs thirty-one verses one. I think that is the scripture that resonates the most with me, and I think especially because um, the others um, sort of also have all been overused and all of that kind of thing. But um, I've always uh, pictured um, Solomon sitting at his mother's feet Mm. and uh, receiving from her. And for me, that is one of the most um, profound pictures ever, you know, as he says, an inspired utterance his mother taught him. So this wise king, this, you know, king of wisdom, you know, Mm -hmm. king of sayings, uh, sitting at his mother's feet as his mother teaches him the value of a good helper. I mean, how it doesn't get more awesome than that. I mean, in my opinion. Um, so really it is a Proverbs 31, uh, this uh, mother teaching her son, um, you know, how to find someone that is going to add uh, value to his life. And I see her raising his expectations um, something, you know, that, that mothers should be doing for both their daughters and their sons, mm-hmm. you know, just teaching them to raise their expectations and not settle, you know, for anything less than God's best in their lives. Okay, so um, this was Solomon's mom's description of a dream wife, you know. Uh, so for me, she's an inspiration as a mother. And uh, she really teaches me as a mother how to mother on purpose, uh, how how to be a purposeful mom, how to wife on purpose, how to career on purpose, how to sisterhood on purpose, how to business on purpose, all of those kind of things. So, yeah, to answer your question, um, Proverbs 31 verses 1. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful image. And I love being able to do that, right? As we read the scriptures, actually putting ourselves in the Bible so that we can imagine exactly what's happening at the time and being able to receive the message that God is uh, sending to us. That's great. That's great. So our next principle is that we value sisterhood. And in Romans 12, 10, we read that we are devoted to each other with mutual affection. We excel at showing respect for each other. So what does sisterhood mean to you? 
Jennifer, let's start with you. Yes, yeah. To me, sisterhood <laughs> means community, community first, uh, community, encouragement, and fellowship. Uh, that's basically what, what sisterhood means uh, to me. How about you, Crystal? Well, I like Jennifer's answer. <laughs> Um, sisterhood has always been like that connection with women where you bond and you, you create memories or you help each other out, mm. um, lift each other up, pray for each other. Um, never judging, no matter what it is, you just kind of go through it and, and you love unconditionally doesn't, mm. doesn't matter for anything else. Cool. Mm. I, I think it's something that we all crave. We all want sisterhood we want to be able to have uh, deep friendships with other women and just as this scripture says we want to be devoted to one another with mutual affection and we want to be able to excel by respecting each other but why do you think that women find sisterhood so elusive why is it like something we keep searching for but not all of us seem to find I think that um, the answer to that is in something you mentioned earlier on. I think the greatest challenge is busyness. Mm -hmm. um, I think that we we yeah, um, we just we we're busy and we have less and less time on our hands, especially as as girls as sisters. We're juggling, we're juggling life, we're juggling the pots and pans and the kids and the schools and the husbands and the laundry. And so we have less time and then added to that, um, you know, it, it, it's a challenge to prioritize sisterhood because without, without prioritizing it, if it's not, if it's not a part of our value system, it's not top of our lists, we're not going to get to that, uh, that uh, get to, you know, forming relationships and building sisterhoods and stuff like that. So, you know, if we do not um, value godly sisterhood, uh, we're not going to prioritize it. And if we don't prioritize it, it's not going to happen because we have too many other things um, that we have to do. So that's where I find that it's it's challenging for us. And sister, the whole idea of sisterhood becomes more and more elusive every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Crystal, mm. how, do, how do you think that women can create strong uh, sisterhood in their lives? I think Lynn letting being able to let down their guard a little bit um i think a lot of us walk around with a with a huge wall up um and as taboo or whatever you want to say um you know a lot of us walk around with with not the greatest self-esteem and i think a lot of it has to do with social media and when we see mm. the next woman who's like, and I'll use Ellie, I'll be like, oh, look at Ellie, she's got all her stuff together, she cooks, she cleans, she got it all together, she's a I don't cook, woman. so it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I look at you mm -hmm. and not know anything about you, but because I see mm -hmm. all these fabulous pictures of you, or like, wow, she looks so fabulous, look how phenomenal her body is, look at this, look at that, oh, her makeup's so perfect, look what she has, look what I don't have, I think we build something up in our minds where our confidence is broken down and we look at each other mm -hmm. um, almost in envy, but not on purpose. It's just, you know, we have that automatic wall up and we automatically assume like, oh, Ellie might not be my kind of person because blah, blah, mm -hmm. she's a lawyer or whatever, you know, and oh, Crystal might not be my kind of person. She's loud with big hoops and her hair's always up in a knot and long nails and, you know, like... <laughs> And when you actually get to talk to somebody, you get to know them a little bit better. And 
I, I think just giving an opportunity to another woman to just speak to her. You don't have to tell the whole life story. You just get to know their story a little bit and, right. and go in it without judging or premeditation of like, you know, them already of, of mm. who they are. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody has a story and ask. I, I love learning. I ask everybody questions and most mm-hmm. of the time I end up friends with everybody. So, <laughs> yeah. but I think it's, I think that's the wall and the, the not knowing where to start um, mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. that, that judgment. I think that's really, mm-hmm. really the chain, the challenge. I so agree with that. We all fall into that comparison trap and then we categorize people and we're like, this, this mm-hmm. was, this is my person. This is not my person. So we kind of build the wall up and now we don't go out of our way to build a relationship with someone. Um, yes. You know, we have to, you know, just do away with all preconceived notions of what we think and stop mm-hmm. trying to read people by what we see. Right. And then mm. actually, actually flip over, open the cover of a book. Right. You don't know. You can't judge a book by its cover. It's the same thing with yeah. people. We can't just judge yeah. them by what we see. We need to just go in a little deeper and get to know each other a little bit better. That's true. Yes. That's great. That's great. Thank you for that. So our next principle is we are driven by God's purpose and have passion for our calling. And our scripture is Jeremiah 29, 11. We trust that the Lord has plans for us, plans to prosper us and not to harm us, plans to give us hope and a future. So have you ladies discovered your purpose in life? Jennifer? Yes, ma'am. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I have. Uh, you want me to share a bit on that? Sure, so, yes, uh, yes. <laughs> I was so hoping that it's just a yes and no answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah my, my my basic purpose in life number one is 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 to serve god and um as general as that seems but it's general genuinely to serve god serve god in um leading people to their own purpose serve god in empowering empowering women serve god in equipping the body of christ um serve god in being um a good steward um, of the gift of motherhood that he's given me. So that's mm. basically uh, my purpose um, in life. Um, yeah, to to serve God. Great. And Crystal, with you, like what activities or projects that you're currently undergoing that really give you, um, that you derive the most passion from? What are you passionate about? Um. I mean, I'm passionate about a lot of things, but um, I would definitely say I love, as I like odd as this is, I love hearing people's stories, learning about their stories. And genuinely, I ask questions just to learn about who they are and like, I want to get to know things. Um, but I also like to build people up. I've always been that person. I've always liked to, to you know, be that person that like, if you, even if you do have people in your corner to, to believe in you, I'm still that person. Like, yes, let's go. Let's go. You got it. You got it. And I'm always that person that like anybody, you could ask anybody. I'm always hyped for everybody. I don't care if I know you, like you don't know you, whatever it is, I get excited for everybody. Um, so I think that would be a passion. I, I love to see people succeed and I love to hype them up and, 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 you know, just, see their see their success um 
I do like, I love talking to people. I honestly, as much as I don't like people, <laughs> I love talking to people one-on-one <laughs> and hearing their stories and learning things and just, you know, you'd be surprised how many people leave you in shock all the time, I, every day. Mm-hmm. I don't care who it is. You'll hear anybody from old and, and, and crazy to young and crazy and out of control or whatever it is, that beautiful girl, that ugly duckling over there, whatever you want to call it, they all have a phenomenal story. And I just, I love, love, love hearing it. I think yeah. that's something that I, I'm very passionate about hearing everybody talk and, and really hearing the story. So that just mm-hmm. goes back to what we were saying about sisterhood, right? Not judging the books by their covers, right? Just really mm-hmm. to know people better, regardless of what we think their exterior is saying about them. You know, it just helps mm-hmm. you just dig a little deeper. Um, so what has God called you to do during this season of your life? Um, me, I became a marketer. <laughs> um, I was doing just Google reviews and with, I think, like 1.3 million followers on Google, um, I was able, I was given a phenomenal opportunity um, and I became a marketer and now I get to help businesses grow and, and, um, I get to learn the trends and all for free. And <laughs> I just, I get to enjoy, um, working with phenomenal companies, doing consults with people when they feel helpless and hopeless and like nothing's ever going to work out and their business is just going downhill. And then all of a sudden I get to hear that one phone call or I get that one text, like, Hey, um, we're not doing so bad. I think we got a little bit of hope there. And um, I'm very grateful the fact that God has been so gracious that everybody that I've had so far that I got to work with, they all pray with me. And that was my number one prayer. Anybody I get to work with, I want to pray with. And like, I pray with somebody that owns a med spa. That's like, the odd. It's just not something that you get very often. It's a beauty industry. It's, it's, you know, a very vain industry and she prays all, every day with me every day. Amen. Amen. So it's, mm. I love it. I love that. Mm. That's great. That's great. How about you, Jennifer? What has God called you during this season in your life? During the season? Um, I think one of the, the, the um, main mandates in the season is to pour out everything that I've learned from previous seasons, uh, to pour out into others. Um, I think that's that's my highest calling in this season, is to pour myself into others, um, pour myself into 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 equipping others, and uh, yeah, everything that I have learned, the good, the bad, the ugly, uh, the mistakes, the failures, everything. Uh, that I have learned in the in the previous season of my life, God has called me to pour it into others in this season. Nice, nice. That's great. You know, I, I think this season of my life, God is just calling me to um, be flexible. Mm-hmm. I'm just being called to flexibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of transition going on in my life right now. You know, unexpectedly, six months ago, my husband and I put our house on the market, it sold, and now we're kind of like in flux and transition. And we've, you know, we've got another situation going on. And it's like, whoa, like, if you would have asked us seven months ago that we would be in this place right now in our lives, we would have been like, no, no, like, <laughs> <laughs> no way we would have ever done that. Um, and here we are, we're just in this middle of, of transition. 
And sometimes that's what a season is, right? Sometimes a season mm-hmm. isn't clear. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. just that. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a season where you don't have clarity, but that God is hopefully going to lead you to a clear place. If you know that he's the one leading you and you have that reassurance. And mm-hmm. even though um, anyone could probably categorize this season in our lives, maybe uh, it might look like instability, right? Because we moved from a home we were in for 13 years we're mm-hmm. in transition, waiting for the for the next house to, to be ready for us. Um, but there's a, a, a sense of peace around it because I know that it's God. You know, we put it in prayer. And, and sometimes that's what we need to do. Sometimes we have mm-hmm. a lot of clarity about where God wants us to be. And I, I, I love that, that Jennifer and Crystal, that you guys have that. Uh, but sometimes mm-hmm. it's not that clear, right? Sometimes it's just we're going through transition and... Yeah. Um, they'll be somewhere else over land and that that's also perfectly okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. So our next principle, principle number five is we operate with excellence and integrity. And our guiding scripture is in everything. We set an example by doing what is good in our work. We show integrity, seriousness, and soundness of speech. And this comes from Titus verse uh verses two um chapter two verses seven through eight Mm. so what is integrity jennifer what's your thought what is integrity yeah i think um the the broadest definition will just basically be acting honorably um (laughs) even when nobody's watching um and uh, Jennifer' definition would be being able to look yourself um, in the eye and be comfortable with what you see. Mm. Mm-hmm. Very nice. And Crystal, what do you admire about people that have integrity? Um, I don't really. I mean, I honor it because it's not something you see anymore. Very like all the time. Mm. Um, Mm. So it's something I'm drawn to. I think it's very, it's an attractive um, thing to have, you know? So I think Mm. I'm, I'm always drawn to that. Um, Shows me leadership. It shows me that you, you, I don't want to say it's always about God because some people I've talked to don't have, they're not connected with God in that aspect. They just have this thing inside of them, which um, I don't know. I, 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 I'm very drawn to it. That's, I don't know. So it's, 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 it's one of those characteristics that um, gives a person a, a, an air of stability, groundedness. Mm. Yes. Right. Excellence. When you know someone is excellent, you're, you're drawn to that as well. So I, I get it. I get that feeling of mm. being yeah. attracted to someone who, who demonstrates that quality. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, the authenticity <clears throat> as well. The, that being authentic, mm-hmm. uh, yes. you know, the resoluteness and not being swayed by popular opinion and popular trends. That's what I admire a lot about yeah. people. Integrity. They they remain true to themselves, right. yeah. And um, I personally am so drawn to that, mm-hmm. uh, to people who are, who remain true to themselves in every season of their lives, which is basically the essence of integrity. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, mm. absolutely. That's great, and and such an important um, quality for us to have at work, 
and at home. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and I, I think about it, you know, when I, and I said earlier that, you know, home first and then work. And mm-hmm. when we're at home, especially if we have children or we have a, a life partner, right, our spouse, that we demonstrate integrity with them as well <clears throat> because we're, we're setting an example. But those, those are the, the godly relationships, right, that God mm-hmm. talks about in the Bible so much, right? We have to make sure that our home is in order before we can look outside and be something outside. So we yeah. almost need to cultivate these, um, these characteristics at home with our family and mm-hmm. with the people that we live with so that we mm-hmm. can be better and be able to really, you know, reflect them out in the marketplace as well. Mm. Yes. And then our last principle is that we seek balance. And then we've got a combination of scriptures here that lead to this principle, which is that we obey God's call for Sabbath rest. And he makes us lie down in green pastures. He leads us beside still waters and he restores our souls. So Crystal, how do you define rest? Um, I don't know. I haven't rested in (laughs) years, so I don't know. Um, (laughs) I would say rest would be your time to just have that one-on-one with God. Um, Our definition of rest may not be the same as God's. I don't, I'm still learning. I'm still working on this. What my definition is compared to God. Um, Mm -hmm. I believe, I want to believe that Mm -hmm. it means that we're supposed to just have our time with God, our, our day of, of just, disconnecting from everything else and stop worrying about everything else and just worshiping God and, and being together with family and friends, but praying together and spending time together and not, um, work, 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 and hustle Mm -hmm. here and go here and run here and do this, do that. It's you and God time. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and I would consider my rest time would be, you know, my morning times when I'm laying in bed and I'm reading the Bible, um, before I even, touch the floor or, or my time that I'm praying or when I'm do get like my little half hour and I get to lay in the shower and I get to just pray and have my little talk with God. And I have full blown conversations with God, like Mm -hmm. full blown conversations. And I feel more relaxed afterwards. So, Mm -hmm. um, ideally my rest would be like hanging out in bed, not listening or doing anything with anybody, but Um, I honestly think it's, it's just to be about God. It's not Mm -hmm. what we believe. Yeah, I think, I think. And that's a good, that's a good way to think about it. Right. So there's like how we define rest Mm -hmm. and then, you know, what God calls Sabbath rest, Jennifer, what, what is Sabbath rest to you? Relaxing, recovering, refreshing, (laughs) all words that are alien to me. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And -hmm. it's interesting, right, that the Bible would even call us for Sabbath rest, right? And Sabbath Mm. rest um, just means one day out of the week where we don't do any work. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what he intended for for us, just one day out of the week. And sometimes we don't know that, right? We'll like go all week long and we're working at our day jobs. And then, you know, if we have a side hustle, then the weekends is time for the side hustle or Mm -hmm. a hobby Mm -hmm. or housework or whatever. But work is work, right? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. God wants us to take that one day to rest. I mean, he, he even took that one day when he was creating the earth and the world, mm-hmm. right? He, he worked all six days and he took that one day to rest. And he did it to set an example for us. And as difficult as, as this could be, you know, we need to be intentional and purposeful about carving out that one day. And some of us, um, you know, might, might think that that day is Sunday. The Bible doesn't necessarily define the Sabbath. I mean, we, we've, we've, we've conflated mm. Sabbath with yeah. Sunday, Sunday yeah. one day of rest. Pick your Sabbath day. <laughs> mm-hmm. The point is that you're resting right? We, we've got some people, especially some of our members. In fact, um, uh, one of the, one of our members who just logged in uh, for the Bible study says she's a nurse, you know, a nurse might not be able to uh, take a Sunday off, right? She, she needs to, she needs to be at, at work. And there's so many, especially public servants, like police officers and, and other um, types of, uh, you know, people that work in restaurants, there are all kinds of businesses where they work on Sunday. So it's, if you're working on mm-hmm. Sunday, it's, it's not a, it's not a sin, it's just you have to pick that one day in the week that you rest, uh, unless mm. that's your conviction, unless it's your conviction that Sunday is that day. And then that's your conviction. And then you should stay true to it. Okay, but um, I don't think there's a biblical definition necessarily for uh, Sunday being the day. Mm. Um, so um, this has been a, a great Bible study. And I have really uh, enjoyed uh, chatting with you ladies. And I just want to um, ask you, you know, as we um, kind of wrap up our discussion, was there anything about the scriptures as you studied them that um, really uh, encouraged you? Is there something that you learned or that was of particular uh, of note to you as you were going through the Bible study? Yeah, Jennifer, let's hear you. <laughs> I'm waiting to hear you. Um, <laughs> yeah, nothing in particular. It was just it was a great uh, Bible study overall. Uh, lots of cool nuggets, lots of cool uh, reminders of things that we take for granted. Um, things like integrity, integrity at work, integrity at home. Uh, you know, things like um, sisterhood. Um, yeah, so those are things that just we take for granted. And of course, the whole rest issue. Um, yeah, it's a big one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a big one to, to lay besides those quiet waters. Uh, so I, I, I spent a bit of time thinking on that one today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me, as I was reviewing the scriptures during my, my personal time was uh, just remembering the, the sisterhood piece because it does require work. It does require that we step outside of our comfort zone to be able to develop sisterhood. And, mm-hmm. you know, we talked about it today that we get so busy in our day to day. It's always in the back of our mind that we want it. We need it. We wish we had it, but it's mm-hmm. hard to find the time uh, to create that. And uh, you said something really important, um, Jennifer, I think you said that um, it has to be a value. Mm. Actually one of our values you know, fortunately, mm. it's one of one of the values for Christian career women um, as a network uh, to mm-hmm. have that kind of sisterhood. But I think us personally, if, you know, we could make this a personal value for us, then we know that, you know, we need that other Christian sisters to encourage us and keep us walking our walk. Right. Mm-hmm. Whether it's praying Absolutely. in the morning or, you know, doing devotionals together or whatever it is, but that, you know, we can encourage one another and continue to uh you know, partake in fellowship so that we can glorify God in all that we do. 
So thank you, Crystal, and thank you, Jennifer, so much for participating in our Bible study webinar today. And thank you, everyone, for uh, tuning in. And we hope that uh, you will join our community. You can find us on Facebook. We have a private Facebook group. Just do a search for Christian Career Women, or you can find us on our website at ChristianCareerWomen.com. Until next time, God bless. Bye. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.